listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Cars. My name is Chris Gooden, and once again, I'm joined by my good friend, a man who wants to flathead V8 swap your coyote, Mr. <laughs> Brandon Cole. Oh, man, I'm swapping something else again. It's old, old. <laughs> I like, I get it. Do you like old school, but you know, to, to what point? To what point? Well, you know, I just keep it at old school. Keep keeping it OS. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Oh, doing pretty good up yourself. No, oh, you know, it's hanging in there. Um, yeah. any anything new on Project Roll Coal? If you spell it right, you're wrong. <laughs> spell it right, you're wrong. No, no, we're uh, uh one thing a month is what I've been doing. So uh end of the month's coming up, uh first of June, I will be ordering uh some new parts. So stay tuned. That's the uh, controller you're going to get, right? The aftermarket tuner? Yeah, we're going to do the radio this month and probably the uh, Smarty programmer as well. Okay, nice. All right. Well, big news in the truck world, as uh, as I'm sure everybody that cares saw, the 2022 Ford Lightning has been announced and we have some official confirmed details Mm -hmm. and i don't like i've been i've said it before i don't like that they're calling it a lightning when it's not an svt but it's 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 the first truck it's the first step it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be you know a million miles and 10 minutes to recharge with 10 times the towing capacity and twice the efficiency like it's the first to market official truck like Tesla has been announced, but I don't know that any production models have been delivered. And I'd, I'd say Ford's probably more likely to deliver the lightning on time than Tesla is the yeah. cyber truck and in better quantity. And that's not a knock on Tesla. That's just it's Ford. Just is, Ford. It's just yeah. Ford being Ford. That's what they're doing. That's what they do. That's what they're good at. They're producing. Yeah. They, they literally started the game. So yeah. Um, yeah, I've, uh, kind of just did some reading on here. I've been trying to talk to people as much as I could online about what, what, how everybody feels about it and everything. And in the car community as a whole, it's big disappointment. And I think it's mostly because it is an F-150 and it is nothing. It's not, it's not a performance truck. Like we wanted it, the lightning to be. So they've really tarnished the name. Uh, I think we kind of already mentioned that, but all yeah. that aside, um, it's it's exactly what you would expect in an EV truck. Um, one surprise that I that, uh, one thing that surprised me was that it only has a ten thousand pound tow rating. So I'm really wondering what because uh, like if you get the the max tow package for the current F one fifty with the EcoBoost or even the the five zero, it has better than ten thousand pound tow rating for. Well, that's ten thousand pounds in the big battery pack. I believe it's like uh, Lariat and better. And boy, oh boy, it starts off reasonable. There, that starts off at forty uh, four thirty nine nine, and the most expensive is up to ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean that's really no surprise. Ninety thousand dollars for a half ton pickup, man. My dad, in two thousand seven, granted that was a long time ago, for mm-hmm. sixty thousand got a F three fifty King Ranch FX four, yeah. dually long bed, like everything you could do, tow your house down. 
<laughs> and it was like 60 grand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much expected that 90. That's, that's a little stretch, but I, I did expect them to be expensive, but I mean, you can get into them for around 40 and I mean, that's fairly reasonable. You'll probably won't have, uh, but that's going to be the small battery pack, which sure. the range is 230 miles with the small one and 300 with the big one. And yeah, both so, of those I mean, are disappointing to me. That's without yeah, towing. It's, it's exactly. I mean, it's gen one again, you yeah. just gotta like, it, it's, it's not going to be everything a gas one is yet. Sure. But I, so the basic layout is two motors, full-time all wheel drive, mm -hmm. uh, to, depending on which battery pack you get, your horsepower is either going to be 426 or 563 with 775 foot pounds of torque, which is yeah. pretty, pretty respectable, you know, Very respectable, yeah. cause that's, um, those, those are better numbers than you're getting from anything else in a half ton lineup. Except yeah. for maybe, maybe horsepower, but no. Well, I think I think max power right now. If you have the uh, like platinum, the top of the line one out of the regular F one hundred and fifty, you get the Raptor engine, and it ends up being uh, four hundred and fifty horsepower. Okay, what are what are the Silverados and Rams at right now? Do you know? Oh man, I'm not sure. I think Ram has their five seven is maybe just a little over four hundred, right around four hundred, and. The, uh, um, I think that 6.2 might make a little bit more horsepower, but less torque than the EcoBoost. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on those. Yeah. 775. That's, that's diesel numbers. Yeah. That's big diesel numbers. That's, that's creeping up on the Cummins and the new power stroke and Duramax. I mean, they're at a oh, thousand yeah. now, but it ain't too far off and it's just doing a little half ton. I think my, uh, 2015 Ram was like at 800 yeah yeah 20 i think yeah 2014 2015 800 um one thing i really is pretty cool so i mean there's a lot of things i think that as i really thought about this because i'm in the industry i work kind of in construction i don't do the construction myself but i work on the management side of it and so i'm around these guys all the time at these construction sites and um and the f-150 being you know number one selling truck for many many years and probably will continue to be but i don't see this appealing to the, the working man just yet, the construction general laborers type guys, because um, one, the range and the towing, I mean, it's really going to be, I, I suspect, we don't know yet, but I suspect it's going to be pretty dismal whenever you hook 8,000, 9,000 pounds behind it. Um, and then, uh, um, but, but there are a lot of really cool things like the fact that you don't need to bring a generator. So if you're, if you're a welder, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how, how do you see that is it's not necessarily what you're going to haul the backhoe to the work site with, but you know, you can hook up a bunch of saws and recharge batteries and yes. well, so the, like, how is it as like a command and control station? So the little things like the recharging your little saw batteries and drills and stuff, I mean, that's nice and all, but that, that's not a really big deal. And a lot of guys I don't think are really concerned about that. But the big thing is, I mean, that has its own benefits everywhere else. But I think one of the real big things is you see a lot of guys, especially in my neck of the woods, they have flatbed trucks and they have they have a big generator on the back and a huge welder or, or a combination of the two and and you know it takes up a, a lot of 
uh, area in the bed of the truck. So, I mean, at this point, you literally can just plug your welder into the bed of the truck and run it without the generator. And mm. to me, that seems like a pretty sweet, uh, sweet bonus right there. So, uh, despite some of the drawbacks, I mean, there's definitely some really cool things that they're appealing to. And like you said, this is Gen 1. So, I mean, I think some of the things that are big drawbacks right now are just going to get better in the future. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure how, how, if you'd be able to use a welder for any extended amount of time. Uh, sure. Yeah. It's probably fairly limited. But. Well, so something that, uh, I saw on, what was it? Um, motor trend or car and driver. I think they said, uh, Ford right around the time they, uh, releases filed for a patent for an in-bed range-extending motor disguised mm. as a toolbox. A motor or a battery? A motor. Like a gas... I'm trying to find it right now. But yeah, so uh, kind of to touch on what you're talking about, the aftermarket catching up with it, this is a way I could see that happening. Now... By the point you spend $90,000 on your brand new electric pickup, are you really going to want to, you know, buy another a toolbox that takes up your already five and a half foot bed to extend your range? Like yeah. you're easily, I'm guessing over six figures now, just so you can do yeah. freaking $25,000 pickup does and drive 300 miles. Yeah, and I mean, once miles. you lose once you lose the utility of your bed, you you like have an SUV now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's already five and a half foot, so that's that's freaking rough. Is that the? I didn't read that. Is that the only uh, uh, bed available For right now? From what I'm seeing, yeah, okay, um, yeah, that's that's also pretty weak. I mean, I don't know anybody that shows up to a job site in a five foot bed. I mean, it's like six foot minimum or it's what's the point of a truck if you have a five foot bed. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, there's uh, Ford's also submitted a patent for a, a removable range extender motor disguised as one of those aftermarket bed mounted toolbox. The motor would kick in to recharge the battery in the event there's no charging station nearby. So far, we haven't seen any real-life version of this, but it could join the F-150 Lightning uh, at launch as an add-on option. So it's really just a little generator. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I get it. That's, I mean, if they can limit the size of it, that'd be, I mean... Be Still, fairly... say, say, it's, say it's one of those uh, regular, like, toolboxes that you've got the two hatch doors on the end, and then the center section's just a generator... Maybe then, but like I said, man, if you get the the nice, like the fully loaded one at ninety thousand dollars, I don't see this generator being any less than, you know, five thousand dollars as an option. You're almost six mm -hmm. figures just so you can do like what your gasoline counterpart can do, but worse. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, the only at that point, the only real advantage that you have is um fuel economy or just lack of a fuel bill. <laughs> yeah. But even then you're, you got to fuel up your generator now. Granted, I'm yeah. sure that's not going to be a significant it's fuel charge, small. but. Right. Um, so anyways, you know, I don't want to 
dig too much in it. It's just a basic thing. We got a, we have an electric truck from Ford. So, um, uh, it says it can charge from 15% to 80% in 44 minutes. 15 to what? 15% to 80% battery capacity in 44 minutes. Yeah, it's not really good and it's not really bad. So I don't, I don't know what to even think of that. And I guess that's with a special charger. So. Yeah, that's with the 220 volt, I'm sure. Um, if you plan it as part of a road trip and you plug it in and go in and eat lunch and then come out, it's, I guess, not the worst thing ever. But if you have to do that, best case scenario, every 300 miles, like you've got to stop for 40. That's, I don't know. And even, even, uh, as a work truck, that's even less plausible. If you're a guy out working, you don't have 44 minutes to sit and like just chill waiting for your truck to recharge. Yeah, I know. That's, that's kind of what I was getting at where I don't really see the common, uh, you know, working man really buying into this yet. I think they need to really extend the range and bring down charging times for it to be more appealing. Yeah. And we, they keep advertising that the, uh, it can serve as a backup generator if your house goes down. Mm -hmm. That I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot so hard. Uh, yeah, they're over because yeah, like if that's so subjective to where you're at, what the like temperature you're trying to keep your house at. Yeah, if you're in I, Texas and it's below zero and you got the heat cranked because your house isn't like super set up for cold weather, you're gonna run that truck down super fast, and then you're like, Ford, where's my three days of power? I think it's more so like you can run all the lights in your house or something. I don't think you can legitimately run your entire HVA system, HVAC system for any legitimate. All the TVs running, everyone on the Xbox. Yeah, like, no. It's like you can have, you can run a ceiling fan, you can turn some lights on. <laughs> yeah, like run a space heater. Yeah, so I don't I mean, know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe they've got it. I could see that being more plausible with the uh, the hybrid. You know what I mean? Maybe. But because you've got a gasoline engine that can recharge the batteries and like keep everything running like this, it's, it's just a battery. Like you're, you're and then you're really screwed because now your truck's dead and there's no power and your house has no power. So like you can't even leave to go get food now because <laughs> <laughs> your truck's dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, yeah, that, I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, well, you, you're sitting here running your, house no power like the pandemic we had down here and i don't want to call it pandemic we just had that major freeze and texas is not suited for that type of freeze and like half of dfw lost power for some of them days uh, some people up to a week and like yeah if you're like oh no problem i'll just run my truck and then power comes back on i'll charge my truck well you just shot yourself in the foot because you still don't have power and now your truck's dead <laughs> you yeah yeah so uh, just clarification right now, it says the lightning will only be offered as a crew cab with a five and a half foot bed. So, yeah, so not even a, a work trim model anyways, because I'm looking at the pictures right now in Ford and it's heavily geared towards the working man. There's like every one of them almost is at a construction site. Uh, well, a couple of them aren't, but um, although the main two pictures here at a construction site. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't blame them for aiming at their core audience. That's who the F-150 sold to forever. Yeah. Um, well, um, I have seen some renderings of a single cab short bed version of it. Like, yeah. I don't hate it. I yeah. Hate well, that, it. Was, that was more of like the third gen lightning they're trying to show off. I think I saw what you saw. On, on yeah. This. Yeah. The red one. Mm-hmm. It's like lowered. Yeah. Oh, something that's pretty cool. The front trunk. Yeah. I think that that's, is, that's cool. pretty cool. That's pretty handy. It, like, not necessarily cool, but handy and useful. Yeah, like it. It bed storage, unless you have a tonneau cover, is only useful to a certain amount. Like having that front trunk is essentially like everything that would take up your back seat. Now you just store up there. Yeah, or whatever you would initially have in a toolbox in the bed of your truck can now go up there as well. That too. Yeah, that's a that's a good utility. That's definitely another perk of of a, that truck for sure. Like I said, it's got some good things, but I think, I don't think it, I don't, I don't see myself driving one anytime soon or, or any of the people I work with as well, uh, driving anything like that in the near future. It's definitely a foreman's truck for now. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. It's like a mobile command platform. Um, so it does have an optional 15 inch interior display, which is massive it's pretty big yeah also it will come with ford's uh semi-autonomous driving which i'm still not on board with that (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's their first gen of it so i'm not really sure i'm i just had it pulled up it's was it ford blue 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 drive or something uh, Blue Cruise. Blue Cruise. Yeah. yeah. So it'll it'll have that. And then I know you don't care, but it'll have a, a Bang and Alphacin system, which the premium one will have up to 18 speakers. Yeah. We, that I is. I care about that. I, I, read, I didn't really have that many, but I did read about the uh, whatever that Bang and whatever they are. But um, I assume that's a good radio or speaker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they make uh they make really high end home theater stuff. Yeah, I'm still into like the Bose stuff from like the early two thousands. <laughs> no, Bose makes good stuff. I got um the warranty before I forget is exceptional. Right? So it offers a limited warranty of three years thirty six thousand, powertrain five years sixty thousand, and battery components eight years or a hundred thousand miles. That's huge. That that yeah. would put me way more at ease about buying one. Yeah, for sure. My biggest, yeah, my biggest concern would be the battery and having a hundred thousand mile warranty on the batteries. That's that's something. Yeah, that's. I I would be interested to find out how much a battery replacement is on these. So, I, I wish I I wish I remember the exact figures, but. They're definitely not cheap. And so I, I uh, actually went with my grandmother years ago. She wanted to buy a Prius. And so I went with her and uh, we cut a deal on a Prius, brand new one. And, you know, they they sold, they wanted to sell us the uh, the replacement 
warranty for the battery. I guess I don't I don't remember how the exact details and how it works, but they broke it down like, yeah, if you have to replace this battery, you know, it's so many thousands of dollars just for the battery, and that doesn't include labor. So um yeah, I would have just those little batteries in the Prius are really expensive. These full EV ones have got to be really, really expensive. Yeah, I I remember when I uh a few years ago I was looking into a just researching hybrids for a, a school thing it was like three to five i think for your standard like camry prius like you're just small sedan hybrid battery yeah so like you said something this big and full ev i can i can't imagine it's oh anything close to reasonable yeah yeah that's so uh, that that definitely is a good perk having a, a decent warranty on it yeah um i did want to talk about if you don't mind moving on from that to the uh the aftermarket part of all this yeah so just real quick overall like it's a good first step it's not perfect it's not the same as you know and then it's not they're not going to come out with gen one electric truck that's as good as a hundred years of f-150 yeah so let somebody else go buy the hundred thousand dollar first gen and then you know yeah. and enjoy the the fruits of their investment i agree moving on sorry moving on <laughs> um so anyways i started thinking about a lot of this uh since like there's so much about talk about ev you know, we're sitting here talking about it right now and, and you know and i'm always thinking about the car culture and everything i actually went through my first uh, car meet like an actual like uh, I don't just parking lot meet up. Um, oh last, yeah. Last Friday. And I, I haven't done this in several years. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun is, is, you know, just so different um, from what I've been used to lately is just more so shows like more classy and high end stuff. And, you know, the half the stuff there's clapped out risers and the rest of them are like actually decent, nice cars. Um, so it's pretty, pretty good mix of all types of guys that are car enthusiasts. Um, but in, you know, most of them are older vehicles, but, and every, almost everything out there is modified in some way. And right. So I was thinking, he's like, you know, what, what, how, what's the aftermarket actually going to do to, uh, you know, support this? Cause eventually, you know, it might, might take 10 years. It might take 20 years. I don't know, but eventually there's going to be more EVs on the road than there are, or at least newer stuff than there are, uh, new, uh, um, gasoline or diesel type stuff. Uh, right now, the, uh, market share for EV for 20, I think it was 2020 is 1.5%. So 1.5% of car sales went towards EV. That's not a, uh, that's not bad. It's, not it's bad. more than no, I it, thought it would be. That It's, it's going to drastically ramp up uh, as the years go on. I, I would say it's probably going to be close to double by next sometime next year. And well, uh, yeah, because they're stopped, they're not making the other models anymore. It's right, yeah, it's gonna easily travesty more, more than double, yeah. So, um, I think, uh, so I'm wondering like what's gonna happen, and then on top of that, like the, the, the swaps, you know, the big thing right now is an LS swap. So, at some point in time, actually, I, I got so curious when I looked into it, and there actually are already options you literally can pull out 
your regular gasoline engine and drop in a motor that kind of mounts in the way a, a transmission and an engine uh, go into like a rear wheel drive type vehicle and just slides right in there. And I'm sure it's, it's blasphemy. Yeah. Shame, shame, (laughs) shame. I agree. agree. (laughs) But if you are the type of person, if you're like me, I mean, it's going to be a long time before I go buy anything like this. Um, I do like my gas powered vehicles. If my wife wanted an EV here in five or six years, I probably will buy her one. But for myself and my own personal daily driver, it's going to be a while to do really still enjoy um, my engines. I've, I've just invested so much of my life into learning them and, and modifying and just having fun with them. And I know them. I know them really well, and I'm confident around them. So I'm going to continue to do that for a while. But eventually, you know, if, if you're wanting to be like into, into racing of some sort, and you want to have a fast vehicle, you're going to have to give in probably to this EV. Cause like, like we're saying right now, this is gen one type stuff that's out and it's already embarrassing. A lot of this gasoline and diesel powered stuff. Um, well, racing is where everything starts as far as consumer vehicle technology for the most part. And there's already uh, all electric formula one type racing. So yeah, it's it's coming it's they skipped hybrid technology as far as i know which mm-hmm. is a good predictor that the rest of the industry is going to skip it and so far most people have like ford i did they they do yeah they have a hybrid but most most other automakers no nobody's putting out hybrid vehicles they just skip straight to all electric yeah, I think I think almost most brands do have some form of hybrid, and uh, but yeah, everybody's pretty much either has an electric one already or um, will have one very soon. But uh, yeah, it seems like they just skipped straight over that and went straight to, straight over hybrid, which I was like you you mentioned before, and it kind of got me on board with it. And I'm really hoping somebody like puts their foot down and says, you know, we're going to cater to you know, the enthusiast market that's into this stuff right now. Like I said, I've been trying to like talk to people online and and get their take on things. And even at this car meet, I talked to a couple of guys. They're, they're part of a, uh, like a holding SS crew. And Mm. uh, they were, they were just, I just picking their brain on what they thought about all this. And um, you know, Nope, nobody's nobody's on board with it. Every, every, nobody's looking forward to it. They, they, people don't even really care how superior they are as in like the racing format. It, the, it's it, I think they just moved too fast straight to that next thing. And um, I'm, I'm, the, the general public, I think, is, is going to eat this up really well. I mean, they already are with the Teslas and all that. But uh, right. from our side of the realm, I think uh, I think we still got a long ways to go before a lot of us are gonna dive right into this. So, and that's that's what just keeps me going back to the whole aftermarket support type thing. Is right now, I mean, aside from just the basics like body stuff, wheel and tire packages, and whatnot, I don't think there's anything out there for an engine. You can't put a you can't put an exhaust on your EV. I mean, I mean, like, what, do you, so- what do you do to them? You can upgrade mo- up, yeah, upgrade motor controllers and change sure. um, like discharge rates on batteries. Like the, it's all yeah. a balancing act. That so just like uh, tuners, 
tune a car from the factory so that the yeah. timing's not too aggressive and it doesn't you're not right on the ragged edge of performance like mm-hmm. you can do all that afterwards if you want at to your own peril so you can do kind of the same thing yeah. with uh but yeah yeah I, I understand like just like the electronic like tuning type part of it it's going to be you know same concept but i mean ex- more more efficient smaller motors or like motors of the same form factor that have more power it's there's more stuff to do it's not as sexy i guess as yeah. you know as romanticized as you know leaning over with elbow deep in grease and you know throwing throwing the the motor back in it but <laughs> i i don't know man i i say that like i agree with it i just am hard programmed to argue with people <laughs> i don't i'm not looking forward to it like i i understand it and i but it doesn't mean i'm excited about it yeah yeah for sure um yeah, I guess, I mean, I, like I keep saying, you know, just time will tell. We'll have to see what happens. But I uh, I like to see what's what's going to happen. Like you're, talk, you're talking about the batteries and the programming and all that type of stuff. But um, at some point, I, I went online today and I looked up a video of uh, a Tesla burnout. And it was painful to listen to. It was just- Yeah, because it's just the worst <laughs> part of a burnout is rubber on rubber. Yeah, it was just like a little parking lot burnout. And I mean, it smoked the tires real well. It, it didn't. Oh, I'm sure. It's just like an instant white smoke. But it was just a terrible sound. <laughs> well, de- speaking of these, the moving forward of these EVs, uh, 2020, the chip shortage is still wreaking havoc on our fair automotive industry with Nissan, Suzuki, and Mitsubishi to halt like uh certain parts of their production in this next month and with you know i guess the chip shortage is going to affect the the industry no matter what but as you get more and more complex vehicles and i don't think it gets any more complex than the all electric ones Mm -hmm. the industry the chip industry is going to have to really uh, step up their production because it's not just cars. I mean, literally it's called the internet of things, everything in your house, your TV, your fridge, your thermostat, your microwave, everything is digital. Everything is online. So it's, uh, I think it's a combination. And I mean, it's not like I know this, I've been reading, but it's combination of a drastic uptick in demand and a huge halt in supply in uh, 2020. So we'll, we'll see if this shortage affects the way they, they bring out new models. Like if we see some stuff get simplified, you know what I mean? Like things that have been getting more and more, digitally controlled like if they return to mechanical power steering instead of this drive-by wire stuff or i don't know i don't know where it would make a difference you know what i mean but it'll be interesting to see if the industry reacts to that or if they just kind of slow down through the painful parts and push forward yeah so i mean i have a solution for all of this, if, if the EPA would back off, we can just twelve like, valve Cummins, yeah, one just, wire. That's just, it. We can twelve all valves. the boost. Yes, twelve valve and four BT swap everything. If you're into fuel economy, 
and uh, problem solved, you know, or feel like gas, if you like gasoline stuff, Hey, we'll, we'll drop a small block Chevy in there, throw a carburetor on top. All you need is a wire for a, for a distributor and your starter and you're good to go. Done and done. Look at us solving problems. Yeah. This is an easy day. EPA screwing everything up, man. They're the problem. Yeah. If you have any, any problems, let us know. We'll solve it for you. <laughs> Cartoon channel at gmail.com. Let me know. Solving the world's problems one yep. podcast at a time. Yeah. If you want our ridiculous opinion on your car or anything, you should send us an email or hit us up <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. So, um, uh, you want to do some, uh, automotive history. It was a pretty interesting week. Yeah. Hit me on it. So on May 23rd, which was yesterday, 1934, Bonnie and Clyde were shot to death in a Ford V8. Oh, I know this one. Yep. That car is actually sitting like 35, 40 minutes south of me in oh, Korea yeah. at a casino. I'd love to see that. That's so cool. Yeah, you should um, you should come out here before I, I know, before I, I move. Um so uh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Uh so they're famous for their murders and bank robberies, but another one of their uh, many crimes related to automobile theft because Clyde fancied the new Ford V8s as they yeah. were extremely quick compared to most other cars on the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was getting at. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Clyde actually wrote a letter to Henry Ford thanking him for <laughs> Making a fine or fast automobile so we can get away. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so awesome. I'd really like to know how he took that letter. Like, was he like, like, like honored, yeah, or is he offended? Like, uh, you're, you know, you're screwing with the law. Or <laughs> I'd like to know how he took it. Yeah. Well, now, now it wouldn't be a big fast V8. It would be a small six cylinder, and Clyde would have got caught earlier. I don't know, man. I'm eco get it, man. <laughs> I know. I'm just being being bitter. Of course, that's what the cops are running anyways. They got those eco-boosts around here. Man, I uh I the every time I see some silly comparison about how good the freaking eco boost uh patrol cars are, I think I want to get one. Yeah, yeah. I just, the more I learn about the the 3.5 eco boost, the more I just really like it and just it, it does make sense. I think they did a good job on that engine. So here's what uh, we're going to do. We're going to find one and then blow it up and then LS swap it. And then we'll have a five, three LS all wheel drive Taurus. Are we going to have the first EV Taurus? Mm. <laughs> we're not ready. We're not ready. for mm. that. That's also <laughs> the noise the Taurus makes while you're charging it. Fun fact. Mm. Um, May 20th. The long dick of the law struck for the first time as the first U.S. speeding ticket was issued. Ugh. And if you've ever driven with a tax taxi cab driver, you are, it makes sense that they would get the first ticket. Yeah, for sure. So it was in an all electric taxi cab, which uh, looked, it was basically a wagon carriage that uh -huh. they stuck electric motors under so it's super sketchy it's very tall 
super narrow track with big wagon wheels. And uh, guess how fast... Well, first off, let me read you. At the time, New York had a speed limit for horses and cars of eight miles an hour when traveling in a straight line and four miles an hour when going around a corner. First off, how are they tracking that? Who is That's what who, I'm wondering. Who has a radar gun in 1899? Well, I, it's like, it's like, it's like a, maybe they have like little marks on the road if you cross it within a certain amount of time i mean it would literally have to be something like that but how (laughs) how petty are you if you're sitting there like looking looking at marks on the road like oh keep going i'm gonna get you 17 18 19 yeah that's yeah that's ridiculous that's funny though uh can you see the screen can you already see the answer of how fast he was going let's see um oh my gosh yeah 12 miles an hour it was so fast the bicycle the bicycle caught oh man that's that's uh demoralizing when you get pulled over by a bicycle cop on he said he was going so fast he arrested and imprisoned him now as someone who's got a 60 over ticket i was pretty sure i was going to get arrested and i did later get imprisoned but man, for going four miles an hour over, this dude got put in jail. So, but on the flip side, I'm actually kind of impressed that an electric vehicle is moving at 12 miles per hour in 1896. I mean, that's fair. That's, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but he still got pulled over by a cop. So it's not that fast on a bicycle. And he was only charged one shilling, which whatever that means. No, no, no. That's that's a different one. You you jumped ahead. Oh, I jumped. Yeah. So that one was the first ticket in the world, ah. and that was uh, yeah a guy in Kent, England, who was caught going eight in a two. <laughs> I can't. My even go God. To if I wanted to, it's if I let off the gas, I go five. I would. Yeah. A four yeah. at least. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, the the torque converter won't even let me do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, fun facts. Uh, One more thing. In May 19th, which was a few days ago, Buick was founded, 1903. Big fan of those. Oh, yeah. In 1911, Buick introduced the first closed body car four years ahead of Ford. Nice. Which I did not know, but is a fun fact. I only beat Ford or something. And now look at Buick. Yeah. They were the first automobile. They was said Buick included winning the first automobile race held at Indianapolis Motor Speedway in 1911. Also being the first brand to introduce standard turn signals in 1939. Hmm. And they were innovative at one time. Now they're kind of nothing. Yeah, well, they're trying to trying to reinvigorate themselves with those corny ass ads. Oh, is that a Buick? Oh, uh, I'm yeah. in the Buick. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's more like yeah. I'm in. Nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. At this point, I'm more I'm more like exhilarated by like Hyundai and Kia than a Buick. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, I mean, when Buick starts offering Grand National stuff again, then uh, that needs to happen. Buick, listen to listen to Chris Talks Cars. Put yeah. 
a awesome EV, like super powerful. Nah, in the nah, Grand National. nah. What, what anniversary is this? Like 50 years, Grand National 50th anniversary, big turbo V6. Yeah. Make <laughs> it happen. GNX. Yeah. Give us a GNX Gen 2. Let's do it two-door then people will give a shit when you're in a buick out front when you're doing a big smoky burnout because you got all them turks right (laughs) off the rip because of that turbo yeah like yeah bitch i'm in the buick yes listen listen to us buick do this your brand will be saved hell yeah can we talk about what's happening with the Corvette market right now? What the hell, man? Why? 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 So, 2019, when I'm looking at buying my Shelby, it's 60 grand all day, all day for a Z06 C7. Yeah. Yeah. With 30 ish thousand miles all day. Wait, wait. Like, you, if you want to get one with a bunch of miles, you can get them down like 50. Now, if you have a C5 Z06 or a C6, you you're I've seen C6s all day. People want 40 grand. C7 Stingrays, $55,000, $60,000. Out of your fucking mind. Now, granted, a lot of these have been modified, but that doesn't matter. You don't get your money back out of your yeah. mods just because you spent $25,000 on a <laughs> fucking Pro Charger kit that your shop spent 45 minutes installing. Like, that doesn't mean you get to tack that onto the price. And I don't know if everyone's just trying to do that but it is absolutely bananas because i was looking at c5s because i wanted to get one when i moved to texas and they're insane man like i'm not gonna pay fifteen thousand dollars for a hundred and fifty thousand (laughs) mile base model c5 out of your fucking mind hold on hold on so um i i actually noticed today i I drove by uh, a dealership that i i bought uh my truck from years ago and and then right next to it there's a car max or whatever it's called yeah car max and then there's like a carvana close by it's like right right here on 935 there's just like a whole bunch of cars or car lots right along on both sides so we're just looking at them and they're almost empty like even the new stuff and the used stuff it's it's like it doesn't very make sense limited. to me like we're coming out of a year of nobody working Prices should be so yeah. low. It should be the buyer's out. haven. No, what are you motherfuckers doing the last year? I, I guarantee. Collecting I, I just, all that unemployment, you're flush yeah. with cash. Now you can go pay $40,000 for a fucking C5 Z06. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Calm down, man. Sorry. But, you know, the, Sorry. The, uh, the, whole, the whole market is crazy right now. I, I bought two cars uh, just this year in 2021. And I, I know for a fact that I could make money on both of them, but Dude, I wouldn't be able to buy I still anything. had my pickup. If I still had my pickup with that low of miles, I could yeah. sell it for $50,000 right now, man. Easily. Yeah. Something weird has happened. I don't, I don't fully understand it either, but there's definitely some people are buying things up right now or cars and there's definitely a shortage, especially in the used realm, but it looks like the new stuff is actually limited too. So Prices, the, the demand is really high for whatever reason, and prices really gone up. 
But Did you, yeah, I don't. I know you're not really on Facebook, but uh, some guy in the seven three Ford, the new gasser engine forum, said that uh, he was. They offered him trade in, like seven grand more than he paid sticker for trade in. So these seven threes are in such short supply. The dude traded it in and made money. Jeez. That's yeah, crazy. so I, I really, I mean, I know the shortage because of the chip and stuff, but that's like, I can't yeah. see it rippling down that far. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Well, see, but what doesn't make sense to me is maybe there's some more on the private sector, but like in in the on the big dealerships where there's even a, looks looks like there's a bit of a shortage there as well. When you buy a car, you know, nine out of ten people sell the car or trade the car also. Uh, before they or before or when they buy a new car so there's normally just that trade-off there somewhere so where are these where are these cars going i don't get it yeah <sighs> doesn't make sense i'm i'm mostly bummed out because i really wanted to buy a c5 and now it's going to be like a big deal because i'm gonna need you know 10 15 grand to well, get a decent c5 but i i say that i want to buy a roller yeah, I st- yeah, and I, th- I think those are going to be pretty easy to buy because they're not in high demand. Also, I think this shortage is—it's got to be a short-term thing. But. Shortage of what though? Like, it's not—I don't. At least in the Corvette market, I just—I just don't understand it. Like, did Chevy somewhere put out that they're not making any more Corvettes? Like, did we miss an announcement? <laughs> I don't you know, think because so. think- that's what it's like. It's like Chevy's like after 2022, we're not making any more LS engines at all ever. And mm-hmm. if that was the case, okay, everyone that's got a Corvette now might as well gold plate it because there are no more. But that didn't happen. So yeah, I, I'm, I I'm think still I think confused. I think that it's just. Uh, for whatever reason, the, the Corvette market has taken a bit of a shift on, and then it's been amplified with whatever else is going on in the car market with the shortage. Yeah. Maybe it's the chip thing that's amplifying it as well, but definitely some weird stuff going on. I'm hoping it to doesn't be last fair, too long. I was pretty blown away by how cheap they were, like the bang for the buck. Like yeah. the fact that you could get a C5 Z06 with 30,000 miles on it for 10, 15 grand a year or two ago. Like that's insane. That's so much car for that much money. So maybe the market's overcorrecting and then it'll, it'll even out. Yeah. But I don't know. We shall see. We shall. Uh, You got anything else? I think that's about all I got today. All right, everybody, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Brandon and I's Instagrams and the show Instagram will be in the link below. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye. See you. And we're out.